0: One of the first things you learn in life is how important it is to listen. And that's the premise of the Voice to Parliament, for Indigenous communities to voice their needs and for the Parliament to hear them. But critics say you don't need a formal body to do that. We don't need a voice, we need ears. We need our leadership to, have, um, to use their ears and to listen to community. That was CLP Senator for the Northern Territory just Enterprise on 7.30 last night. Linda Burney is the Minister for Indigenous Australians and she joins me now. Welcome back to the program, Minister.
1: Uh, thank you, Patricia. And of course, before we uh, talk about the voice, we uh, think very deeply uh, about the people of Turkey and Syria.
0: Yeah, it's a devastating situation unfolding there. Look, you've previously told me you thought if we already had the voice, the situation in Alice Springs wouldn't be so dire. But isn't Senator Price right that there have been multiple community voices speaking out, but no one, including in the Commonwealth, was listening to them?
1: Uh, Look, Senator Price is very welcome to her views, but the a collective decision of the Labour Party um, and now the Greens and thousands and thousands and thousands of Australians is that we need to try something different and having a voice of First Nations people to the Parliament is that different and, of course, protected and made permanent uh, by by, uh, being entrenched in the constitution and it's uh, it really is very very important that we remind ourselves of the history of budget cuts in the past um, and a way forward, which I think is being very much demonstrated at the moment.
0: Okay, but on that question I asked you about not not listening to those voices last year, do you have personal regrets?
1: Uh, look, I'm very uh, very proud of what's. Uh, Occurred over the last six months. We have a better, safer future for for the Central Australian plan, and I believe it's a big step in the right direction. I have been working, as you know, Patricia, with the Northern Territory Government as far back as August last year. I have had several meetings with uh, the NT Government and with community organisations, which I've listened to very carefully over the last six to eight months. And I will be travelling with uh, people, including Marion Scrimgeour and Mandiri McCarthy, and people from my agency, back out to Alice Springs uh, at the end of this week to further consult on the best way to utilise the $250 million uh, that was made available for programs in Alice Springs and the surrounding area. In the forthcoming months.
0: You say you're very proud and that you were consulting but do you accept that it took too long to deliver this outcome?
1: Uh, look, the, I've heard the argument being made about the length of time but I think what's important now to focus on is that the dry zones are being reintroduced. Uh, there is a process that has been agreed to between the Northern Territory Government and the federal government on how we go forward. Uh, But the idea that alcohol is the only issue that needs to be dealt with in in the Northern Territory is just not real. And finally, can I say that the the Stronger Futures legislation was brought in in 2012. There was a sunset clause which, uh, which... uh, did sunset under the previous government, who did nothing in terms of uh, putting in place putting in place anything that was going to uh, help the people out in Alice Springs and Central Australia when the sunset uh, came in on our coal restrictions?
0: Sure, but then then you won in May, and I, I think things, there was a sort of period of time where you could have acted, right?
1: Uh, It is untrue to say that uh, we haven't acted. Clearly, uh, what was announced yesterday has come about after a very um, important discussion with the community, with the local government, and significantly with the Northern Territory government. And I have been very clear all along, Patricia, is that my, uh, my focus was on protecting women and children and uh, and that is uh, still my focus and I know that it's the focus of community organisations whom I will be talking to at the end of this week uh, in well, our Ms- Springs.
0: Minister, on that, locals, including your own colleague, Mariam Scrimgeour, who you just mentioned, will be travelling with you, have warned the ballot process for those alcohol management plans, which are part of this this new uh, approach, must be policed or it will place women and vulnerable residents at risk of being pressured into voting in favour of alcohol flowing back into their communities. Is that something you want to build in?
1: Um, I, uh, I've i met several times with and In fact, I'm having... Another discussion today, um, and she has been involved in the two visits and uh, the three visits that I will take to Alice Springs at the end of this week. Uh, the important point about the, that Marion is making, and it's a very real point, is that the uh, the polls that will be conducted after the approved uh, approved alcohol plans. Um, uh, uh, developed in those communities. And remember, this is right across the Territory. It's not just in Alice Springs. Um, and the capacity for everyone to have a say, I think, is an extremely important point.
0: Northern Territory Regional Controller Durrell Anderson's report recommended needs-based funding in the area. But my understanding is that hasn't been announced by your government. Will you commit to that? Uh,
1: The commitment is $250 million uh, additional, which is on top of the $48 million uh, that was committed by the Prime Minister uh, just over a week ago, plus millions of dollars in election commitments that go to things like upgraded roads, housing homelands, health infrastructure. Uh, When you add all that up, I think it's a very substantial commitment to the Northern Territory. And the most important thing uh, right now, Patricia, is making sure that the money that has been committed does go to things like improved safety, cohesion, job creation, better services, importantly, uh, fetal alcohol syndrome, um, investing in families and, crucially, learning on country, which means we'll get
0: the kids back to school. And do we need more funding? Is that something you'll be pushing for in the May budget? Uh,
1: this commitment uh, was made yesterday. And obviously there is there are ongoing things that we're talking to the Northern Territory Government about uh, for the, the Territory as a whole. But I do believe that the commitment to housing and um, homelands that was made prior to the election are very significant commitments for the Northern Territory.
0: Minister, the Greens have backed the voice. In fact, in a moment I'll be speaking to the Greens leader. while Lydia Thorpe has defected from the party. Do you welcome the Greens' support and how crucial will it be?
1: I very much welcome the Greens' support um, and make it extraordinarily clear that the advice that we've received from the legal expert group uh, went to the heart that sovereignty is not affected by the establishment of the voice. Uh, we we um, uh, also will be obviously having discussions with people like Andrew G. Uh, A Friends of Uluru friendship group will be announced next Monday in the Parliament for its Can first... Can you just explain um,
0: what the Friends of Uluru friendship group will be?
1: So the Parliament has a number of friendship groups on a whole range of issues, and it's uh, chaired by uh, someone from the coalition, uh, sorry, someone from the opposition, and someone from government. Uh, Gordon Reid and Bridget Archer have agreed to uh, co-chair the friends the friends group, um, and anyone can join it. It's it's really a, a support group. Oh, and Allegra Spender is the co uh, is one of the uh, co-chairs as well. And just speaking about the um, the, uh, the Teal independence, uh, they will be invited to a uh, working group meeting into the future. But the most important point um, I'm making on this issue is that sovereignty is not affected uh, by the establishment of the voice, and we have assurances about that.
0: Peter Dutton just spoke on AM. He wants legislation to explain what the voice will look like in practice and he expressed in that interview that he wants to move towards bipartisanship. So if he wants to move to that and he thinks bipartisanship is the best best way forward, will you consider what he's asking for?
1: I think it's very important um, that we uh, involve... Uh, Peter Dutton and his party as much as possible. And, of course, you know that Peter Dutton uh, approached the working group uh, with an open heart and an open mind uh, just a few days ago. Uh, he is committed to meeting again with the working group. And that's yeah, a on really that question good of- thing
0: of actually answering all those questions. Like, for instance, he says, will uh, this voice have a seat at the National Cabinet? Will it? Uh,
1: the the National Cabinet, as you know, Patricia, gets advice from uh, many, many places. In, in fact, Pat Turner spoke to the National Cabinet from the Coalition of Aboriginal Peak Organisations last year. Yeah, that's week. right,
0: but she doesn't have a permanent seat. The question is whether they will have a permanent seat.
1: Uh, The National Cabinet is able to seek advice from wherever they like, and uh, that's their prerogative. I was just so thrilled that the National Cabinet uh, signed the commitment of intent on The Voice, which included uh, both um, Dominique Perrottet and Jeremy Rockcliffe.
0: Yes, but on that question, do you think it should have a permanent role on the National Cabinet?
1: I think the voice is an advisory body, as detailed in the Uluru statement, to the Parliament um, of Australia. Uh, you would know that many states and territories are also moving in the direction of voices and treaties. The critical role for the voice is to make sure that it provides advice to the parliament across the parliament. And of course, if other um groups for example the one that you're talking about seeks the advice of the of the voice then that's uh, that's very positive as well
0: minister thanks for joining us
1: thanks patricia
0: minister for indigenous australians linda burney and you're listening to abc rn breakfast abc rn helps you understand the world find more of our stories on the abc listen app